What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Hapticast, episode number 96. My name is Josh Toll, and I'm joined by my good friend, Brett Roberts, as always. Brett, happy, new, happy new year. How are happy you? new year. Merry Christmas. What's up? Merry Festivus. I got bad news for That's you. That's all dude. over. Oh, no. Well, starting off 2023 with a rip-roaring start. I don't know if I told you. Oh, no. I might not have told you. Is this real news, or is this fake news? Yeah, this is real news, dude. It's real news. Okay. I broke my toe. Actually? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I broke my toe. Well, so I know when we were there, we were together for New Year's Eve, you were complaining about some toe pain after stubbing it. Is it nice and yeah, swollen dude. and bad? So just to give some context, my fiance is short. She was trying to get something <laughs> above our fridge. Yeah. She put a stool out or like a step stool. It's made of solid wood. I turned the corner into my kitchen and only my pinky toe on my right foot clipped it, dude. And it hurt so goddamn oh, bad. Oh, your pinky toe. That's a it fragile little so piggy bad. right there. It hurt so bad. However, it was okay. I was able to walk around. I was, you know, mobile. It didn't hurt. It, it, it was okay. It was getting better. Yeah. However, several days later, when you guys left on New Year's, it's like mm. 4 a.m. I finally went to bed at like 4 a.m. that night. I went to plug in a fan behind my dresser and I went and crouched down and went on my little piggies and I heard a crack and I felt a snap and I was done. You Marvel snapped your fucking toe, dude. I Marvel snapped Thanos snapped my fucking pinky toe, dude. And my fiance was sleeping in the bed. I wanted to scream. It hurt so bad, but I didn't. I composed myself. She thinks I'm a huge bitch. She's laughing at me. She, She's laughing right now. She hears me talking. Um, she thinks it's hilarious because um, it's my pinky toe. But I went into work and I told everybody at work, so I'm limping now. And everyone at work was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And like, God, you know, sucking me limping? off. Dude, it's bad. I have a cane. I actually have a cane. Yeah, it hurts, dude. Damn. Fucking Sephiroth so, over here, dude. We had a cane in the office as a joke. Someone got it for someone else. It was like a 40th birthday. Like, you're old. Here's a cane. Mm -hmm. And that person left, so it's just sitting there. So I took it, and now I'm using a cane. Did you go to the doctor? No. It's broken. Okay. Well, shouldn't you probably go get that exam? I've, I've, I've been told there's nothing they can do. I mean, that's probably true. So it didn't break at my where the toe meets the could it, foot could it be dude. a really bad sprain potentially which maybe even is even worse than a fucking break i but. dude i think it was a sprain and then when i bent down it became a break so you can't walk and, at all or you just are like oh i can it's just, I, your, I i look like a idiot when i walk basically um trying to avoid stepping on that toe and it hurts like a bitch putting like shoes on and driving hurts really bad um you're a so yeah mess yeah, it didn't break where it connects to my foot. It it broke like if this was my pinky toe. My pinky toe is very small. It's very well, small. Yeah. And it broke like where the bend, where the knuckle would be to bend. But I can't bend my pinky toe anyway. So basically the middle of my pinky toe is just a dust probably. Yeah. <laughs> dust? Yeah. Well. So it hurts. And uh, I would show you, but I don't want to end up on wiki feet. Yeah, let's... Uh... Let's keep those, uh, keep those in the pen, if you will. Yeah, yeah. They well, will. I'm sorry to hear that. It's okay. Well, other Shit than happens. that, happy New Year. 
<laughs> hey, happy new year. Yeah. Well, wow. happy new year to everybody watching and listening. We appreciate you. Mm, we do. So, first of all, what? What were you gonna say? Go ahead. I was gonna say your face is really, really lit up right now. Well, yeah, it's because I just opened up a very white document. I, I can see, yeah. yeah. Uh, white, like, like my skin, porcelain, uh, as our friend Brandon would call it. That's right. Uh, his own skin. So, first of all, twenty twenty three Hapticast is Hapticantel's weekly gaming podcast. You can follow us uh, on everywhere, and you can subscribe to us everywhere. Uh, audio platforms as well. YouTube is our main. Our main bet, but we're on Twitch, Facebook, I mean, everything. So do that. Uh, you, If you're listening on audio things, um, you're you're good and we like you. And make sure you subscribe on YouTube too. Yes. So that's it. We have, th- you should subscribe because we're doing stuff in 2023. I don't know what that stuff is yet, but it's happening. So we are almost at a, uh, episode 100. So that is that is worth noting. Yeah, and we have a couple of things that we've talked about. Um, I set something up last couple weeks ago. Oh, that I think, yeah, I think I've, we could use that. Yeah, when are we? When are we uh, debuting that? I, I'm, I don't know. I'm thinking we we maybe do it on a uh, stream 100. Wow. Well, don't wouldn't we want stuff for stream 100? Yeah, like we could have that live. That that gives me agita anxiety about what, what oh. people. You know what I mean? Well, we would we would put only the ones that we. Pre, we're giving too yeah. much away. No, but I'm saying, um, you know, if we wanted people to to come to, you know, live on the casting couch, I don't know. Oh yeah. Well, I have an idea to invite our friends on. Um, Mr. Yeah. Freeman would probably be interested in oh, calling sure, in. Certainly. Leaving friend a of the show, mail. Morgan Freeman. Yeah. So. Uh, friend of the show, Josh Rubin, probably. Yeah. So we're gonna have people call in. Uh, maybe we don't know. We don't know what's going on. All right. Uh, well, listen. Today. What we have for yes. you. Um, we'll have our consumption update. We have a lot because we've been off for a couple weeks. So there's probably a lot to get to there. So that will probably be a nice long conversation. Um, yeah. Listening to what, we're, what we've been playing and doing and watching. Um, and then we'll get into the uh, Abysmal Chronicles. Um, one story in this I'm actually really excited to talk about um, for bad reasons. Um, speaking of Nintendo and Legend of Zelda stuff specifically. Um and then in there too is Ubisoft's upcoming Avatar game, which isn't wasn't that already announced? No, it's it's been it's announced. Been announced yeah. right. S- some new details have come out about it. Okay, because there's not much we know. Right, uh, slick stories. Um, Elden Ring surpassing The Last of Us, you know, for most awarded game. Hitman Three, kind of uh, shifting and reorganizing, um, straightening things up. I think, as they said on Twitter or something like that, cleaning things up. And then our main yeah. topic, obviously. Uh, as you know, the title suggests uh, we're talking about Persona Three Remake. Um, rumors: somebody very, very, very um, reputable insider uh, with many gold stars on their resume has basically all but confirmed it. So we'll be talking about that, and just I think in general, twenty twenty what are we in three twenty twenty three? Going to be a big year for uh, Persona in general. Brett and I were talking about it the other day, so we'll talk more about that when we get there later in the show. Yeah. Brett, without further ado, let's hop into it proper. Playing, doing, watching. Uh, you look like you have way more than I do. So I did a lot. Yeah. Let me let me just skeet out my stuff and then I'll you can just take it away. Okay. Okay. Movies. First and foremost, 
this is not really a movie, but I'm calling it a movie because it's on Letterboxd. Bedlam at the Bank was the 2022 Phillies, Philadelphia Phillies video yearbook that was released. Uh, they do it every year. It was over an hour long of highlights from the year, ups and downs. Uh, of course, big for us since we were at the clenching game for the World Series, um, which was awesome. Uh, literally part of Philadelphia sports history, probably the most memorable moment since the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Um, and then before that, probably the last time the Phillies won the World Series. Yeah, so, I would agree. So pretty cool. Uh, awesome video yearbook. We are uh, we are in it. <laughs> that, are we? The famous shot is in it. Oh, wow. Yeah, dude, that shot is in it. Um, and it's awesome. And it was really cool. Narrated by Kyle Schwarber, uh, New Philly. Um, some awesome stuff in there. Made me a little emotional, to be honest with you. I didn't know he uh, he narrated it. That's really cool. He did narrate it. Um, it changes every year. Um, I don't know why they why they picked him. I would have thought Bryce Harper would do it, but Harper's done it in the past. So that's probably why. Um, but yeah, so I, I watched that. It was cool. Uh, it's logged on Letterboxd. You can go see my uh, opinion of it there. Watched a really abysmal movie uh, randomly with my dad, actually, called Dark Places. It has Charlize Theron in it. Um, it's awful. It is. What made you watch this? We were... Like, we were just one night sitting around, and we're like, do we want to, like... Because he rents stuff. He, like, rents movies still. Like, he doesn't have a lot of streaming services and stuff like that. So he rents a lot of movies, and we were looking at that, and I was like, yeah, there's nothing on there that we really want to watch. I wanted to watch The Menu, uh, which was... They have a thing where it's still in theaters that you can rent it, but it's really expensive or something. I don't... What? Really? Yeah, on his TV provider, which is Optimum, because he's in New York. Uh Um, But he didn't want to watch that. I was like, all right, whatever. And we were just looking around, and then we flipped through TV, and this movie came up, Dark Places. And I was like, let me, let me look at this. And I was like, it's in my watch list. It doesn't have great reviews, but it's in my watch list. She's like, let's watch it. And I was like, all right, whatever. Let's watch it. It's terrible. It's awful. It's really bad. The premise is kind of interesting. Basically, Charlize Theron's uh, brother is arrested and convicted for the murder of her entire family. Um, And there's uh, this group of rogue investigators that are basically like a conspiracy theorist like hive thing of people um don't think that he did it but she thinks that he did do it because she supposedly witnessed it as a kid and so there's some interesting elements to it but it just goes off the rails and is like really bad <laughs> it's just really bad gotcha so watch that rewatch district nine neil i've never seen that dude i've always liked this movie now if you remember way back in the day this was supposed to be neil blomkamp's halo movie yeah not a halo movie but it is well, before by... before production it changed right correct um and so this is neil blomkamp's district nine and dude i forgot how fucking awesome this movie is like genuinely this movie fucking slaps first of yeah, all you would I've you're heard. gonna love it you're gonna love it it's gross it's... i know the ending though is that bad no it okay. i would almost argue that the ending doesn't even really matter because okay. the ending is set up pretty early in the first act like about kind of where it's going to go. Like it's alluded yeah. at really heavily. So I, to me, it's more about the journey. It's presented like a mockumentary style movie where you're on the ground with this guy that is um, just kind of nobody in this organization called like the MNU or something like that, because these aliens come to earth and like the ship is just living there. And it's about how this organization in South Africa handles basically internment camps for aliens and it's so fucking interesting from like an actual political perspective, but then the horror elements of it, the actual alien, like the creature design, it's fucking gross. The movie is disgusting and how it presents things like body horror and stuff. 
it's fucking dope, dude. It's, I forgot how good it was. And if you haven't yeah. seen this movie, you absolutely need to see it, especially if you're a fan he, of aliens and horror. He's a good filmmaker. I've he's, seen a lot of his stuff. Yeah. He's gritty. So. He's a very gritty filmmaker. Yeah. And is really good. So Very cool. Rewatch that. Um, rewatch La La Land, which there was a bunch of holiday movies I watched, but I didn't include all of them here because that would be way too many. Um, but La La Land is a Christmas movie. Uh, rewatched it. That movie's awesome. That is one of my favorite movies of all time. It still slaps. Love it. I like I like that movie a lot. It's really good. Um, and then last but not least, uh, I'm rewatching Battlestar Galactica, which I'll get to when we talk about TV and anime. But I rewatched um, Battlestar Galactica Razor, which is like an interstitial movie um, that takes place uh, before season two of Battlestar Galactica. And it's basically hmm. from the perspective of a different ship and subset of humans within Battlestar Galactica that are not part of the main crew. And I'm here to tell you that that movie still slaps, and that's that's really all I have to tell you about it. I'm happy that you are enjoying that uh, franchise. Uh, you seem to really like it. I I don't like it, dude. I am in I am in other love and awe with it, uh, which will shift me to my TV and anime. I'm only watching Battlestar Galactica. I haven't wa- nice. picked up Chainsaw Man, although I think I'm only one episode behind from what the dub is out, so I'm not yeah. too concerned with that. Yeah, you're um, good. <clears throat> but other than that, I've only been watching Battlestar Galactica. Everything else is on the back burner uh, until I finish this. I'm on season four which is the last season. Uh, season four has one movie that I have to watch in the middle of it. And then there's a couple of interstitial things that I want to read, um, like little comics, but it won't take too long. So once I'm done season four, I'll move on to other stuff, but I'm almost done again. And um, I don't, I just, I continue to be completely enamored by this show and rewatching it again is like, I don't know, dude. It's just, there's nothing else like it. There really isn't. And it's just, it's impeccable. So I, uh, I'm, I'm gonna give it a shot. I don't know when, as you can see from my list here, I have a lot of stuff going yeah. on right now. But um, I do want to watch it. Yeah, so it's. Um, I'll be checking it out. Listen, it's not for everybody. I think, I think you would enjoy it. It is, you know, there's parts of it that are dated, um, specifically with CG. Although after the first season, they must have gotten a much larger budget because the first season, like it's, you know. It's dated and it's a little rough for some of the CG with the Cylons, the actual metallic Cylons. Um, after that, dude, it's still compared to today's standards. It's like off, but you could tell like it was injected with cash um, mm. because it got so popular. So it's good. Mm. There's, you know, there's 70 some episodes and a couple movies that you have to watch. But in my opinion, it's all good. And I just fin- finished season three and season three is often you know, considered the weakest by fans because there's a lot of basically what happened back in the day is sci-fi. was like, you need to inject more one-off episodes so that people don't have to keep watching like in sequential order. And the the guy that created it was like, okay, but instead of just doing one-off episodes that don't mean anything, all the one-off episodes center usually around one or two characters and really fleshes them out. And there's always like interstitial stuff within those episodes that tie back to the actual central narrative. And hmm. on the Blu-ray that I was watching, there's like commentary by, I forget his name off the top of my head now, but the guy that created it and was writing it. And he was like, I basically did this thinking that they would turn all this down because it's really not one-off episodes. But he was like, nobody ever told me no. So he just. Wow. So, so he got around the request basically in a way. Yeah. But it, it you know, he uses all the one-off episodes for really good character development. 
Um, and then eventually in season four, he actually brings back some of the stuff that was kind of throwaway um, in that season and makes it central to the plot, um, mm. which is really cool. So anyway, I'll, cool. I'll stop talking about it. It's good. I hope if you ever get to it, I hope you enjoy it. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's a lot to get into. Like I said, it's kind of long. There's four seasons and 70 some episodes and at least two movies that you have to watch. But right. I, I think it's well worth your investment. Games. Uh... <laughs> Tell them. Tell them what happened, dude. I'm helping our friend Steven through Halo 2 on Legendary. Right. Now, yep. first of all, Halo 2 on Legendary is a task for absolute sickos. Right. I said this on Twitter. It's hard. If it's only two players, if one of you die, if one of you die, you have to go back to the previous checkpoint. Right. It's not like other Halos where you could just wait for the, your teammate to respawn. You reset the checkpoint when one of you die. Then, this is in the Master Chief Collection, if the game crashes or you leave, right, or you want to say, oh, let's leave, let's pick this up later, yeah. you can't because on co-op, you have to restart the entire level again. Right. Okay. So Stephen and I are on the last level of the game. The last level of the game. And we're at the start of the level and it crashes a couple times. We're like, fuck, man. Like we can't, we literally couldn't get anywhere. Like we didn't even get a checkpoint. And so finally, the last time we we're like, okay, this is annoying. Let's try it one more time. If it works, you know, let's, let's go. So we started playing and it, we got past the part where that kept crashing. We're like, perfect. Great. Let's go. We go, we go, we go, we go. Now I've played this game a few times. We were at the end of of the level brett we had the final fight to do we were we're literally about to walk into the arena and the game crashes so fucking abysmal i can't even believe it the end of the game now getting up to that point took two hours because it's hard and the game crashed and you can't restart the level right so you guys got completely screwed did you did you guys go back and do it or did no. you give up no, we gave up for that night. We'll get back to it eventually, but I was infuriated. This game has been out for nearly a decade, and it's still broken. Master Chief Collection. Master Chief Collection. And they've fixed this, quote-unquote, several times. Because this, this is not a new issue. It's been an issue since launch. It's inexcusable. <sighs> it's, really, it's, it's really inexcusable. And the fact that 343 remains open uh, really baffles me. I don't care who's in charge. Yeah, they should get the license taken away. It's terrible. It's so it's such a disservice to the franchise because Master Chief Collection is such a cool thing, right? Yeah. Especially from the multiplayer aspect of it. That's the coolest part about it. Um, but it's just it's so marred with issues and it's broken like every other three four three release. And it's like, what are we doing? What what? Why are they allowed to do this? It's your flagship franchise your flagship franchise um not to pile on xbox too much but i also tried somerville on game pass uh this is from one half of the original play dead team yeah um this game fucking blows it sucks it's terrible um i hate it truly why it is some of the worst puzzle design i've ever seen in my entire life uh it puzzles don't make sense they're not fair there's often no indicators on how to solve the puzzle there's no like visual elements to help you um, except for at the very, very beginning when you have to close some drawers. And if you played the game, you know what I'm talking about. Um, it's really terrible because the problem is it's not like a normal 
like game from these guys where it's you know it's 2d right as far as the platforming goes and you can move a, a little bit right which most of the puzzle was puzzle solving was back and forth or you could see it when you walked into a space this right. game has some linear to quote unquote 2d side scrolling out i should say side scrolling elements to it but most of the game is actually done in major 3d plane areas but the camera is fixed to the 2d plane so there'll be things that are like almost unseeable and i'm playing on a fucking 55 inch screen tv that are almost right. unseeable that are like 30 light years in the fucking distance and it's like that's what the puzzle solution was is i have to run all the way over there to that fucking pixel no i was done i was out the after the you know i played the first level when i got to the first major puzzle and i like i was like i don't know i can't fucking figure this out i don't see anything and i looked up a guide i was like you know what no i can't do this i'm out so done that game sucks they should be fucking ashamed of themselves zero out of ten do not recommend um wow. i'm also not the only person that shares that sentiment I don't, <clears throat> you know and i don't they should have stayed together that's all i'm gonna say because it's, it's really well, evident that the narrative is going to be strong for this game but the actual mechanics suck well our friend steven played it right and he said it was like a six out of ten or a seven out of ten or something <clears throat> yeah something like that but he shared some he used a guide and he shared some of my same sentiment about the puzzles oh okay they're just un. it's unfair <clears throat> it's like not fun so i'm not going to subject myself to it um and then the fair. only game i've really been playing is marvel snap which i know is abysmal but i don't care i like it i enjoy it and um it's the only thing i really have any interest in playing right now so nice I'm really kind of done with video games right now okay playing them at least that is Good thing you uh you're on a, a video game podcast. Well, listen, dude, I'm gonna tell you like it is. I'm not. I hear you. I'm, I'm fucking, just kidding. I know the uh, nothing. I just I don't know. I Marvel Snap is perfect for me right now. So, well, I'm going to recommend a couple games for you because mm -hmm. I have been playing a lot. I see this. Let's uh take me through it. So first off, I don't know if I mentioned it in the last episode, but I finished High on Life. Oh yeah, and you def you definitely should. You definitely should play it and finish it. Yeah, I have one more uh, uh, hunt to do or whatever you want to call it. Okay. I don't. The ending is fucking hilarious. Um, the last gun you get. I just, have, I just have no interest in playing it right now. That's fine. Uh, I've been playing Marvel Snap just like you. That's mm -hmm. on my list. Um, Rayman Legends. I've been giving mm -hmm. you daily updates. I am like 70 points away now. Right. From... So potentially if you max it out, two sittings. Right. No, I, I mean, I'm never going to get a platinum. Those are ha hacked. So I can get well, not platinum trophy, like platinum right, right. in the game. I thought you could get um, 60 points total in one day if you get all golds. Mm -mm. No. You can get 20 in one day max. Fuck. All right. So about a week, probably. Yeah. Weekly, you get an additional. Every week, you would get an additional two. Mm -hmm. So every day I can get a max of 20. So 20, 40, 60, 80. I need like Four days? I don't know. We'll see. I'm close, dude. I'm so close. Within a week, fucking, you should have it. I can taste it. Yeah. I'm just, I'm so happy that I'm doing it before the server shut down. Knock on wood. If the servers, because the they got shut down on PC a couple of like weeks ago. Oh, no, dude. I am racing the fucking clock right now in my head. Dude, if it would be awesome if you go to log in for your last day, you need like one point left and it's like it's not servers awesome. are now offline. It is not awesome. I that is my worst nightmare. I would cry for you. I, I don't and, like, all right. I'm not, and, I'm not even talking about and that. And we would have to make a finding Francis, but about fucking Ubisoft. 
Finding Ubisoft, yeah. yeah. Finding Rayman. Finding whatever the name of the Platinum and Rayman is. Finding that remember. trophy title. Awesomeness 11 or something. Um, okay, so I'm so close. Then the Steam Summer Sale is going on. Or mm. yep. <laughs> winter Sale. Summer, yep. Uh, so I have been buying some games, and I'm here to tell you right now, I have played some good ones. I'm going to recommend them to you. So okay. the first one was recommended on Reddit. They said it's a game that's like Vampire Survivors. Some people said it was better than Vampire Survivors. It plays Ooh, like Vampire Survivors. All right, let's hear it. It's called Brotato. Oh, I've heard of this. It is like Vampire Survivors if it was made by the guys who made um, Binding of Isaac. Mm. It's not better than Vampire Survivors. Mm. But it's pretty good. So. It's pretty good. I also got the DLC for um for uh, Vampire Survivors. I didn't play it yet. Yes. But it's like two dollars. Yeah, I, I, I bought it when it launched. <clears throat> right. I haven't, I haven't touched would, it yet though, but why wouldn't you? It's cheap. All right, yeah. the next one. I can't believe how good it is. Oh no. Let's hear it. Trombone Champ. What is that? It's a game where you play the trombone. It's like um Is that like Guitar Hero, dude? It's like Guitar Hero, but Guitar Hero meets My Name is Mayo. <laughs> okay. The main gameplay is like you use your mouse to go up and down on this like thing and the notes come from left to right and you have to move your mouse to find where the notes are and then you have to click to play the note. And you're playing a trombone and it's abysmal. All of the songs are abysmal. Um, there's like not hidden stuff, but like, well, I guess, yeah, there's some hidden stuff. But like everything that's not the trombone part of the game is weird and funny and ridiculous. And like there's like my name is Mayo-esque memes. And uh, I don't know. It's like a comedy music game. It's huh. very interesting. Is it? Does it work on Steam Deck or no? You could, but you want to use a mouse and keyboard probably or okay. a mouse at least. Um, it's just the controls are, are weird. Uh but yeah, it's 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 very strange. It's it's like it's like a normal funny game, but there's like a dark undertone to it too. So like apparently like the last couple of levels are like really fucking like not spooky, but like insane. Like the game basically like completely turns into like a not a horror game, but you know you know what I mean. Yeah. Um it's just really interesting. Cool. I also picked up Black Ops 3 on sale because mm. Yeah, you can play zombies with custom maps that are on the Steam Workshop, and you literally click one button, and they download, and you can play them. Uh, you can't play them in public lobbies, but you can do private online lobbies. Mm. So I want you to get it, and then we could play together online and play some awesome zombie maps. Um, I played one that was the Aperture Science Labs from Portal with Call of Duty Zombies in it. Mm. Um, someone made Dare Rise, the original version of Dare Rise in HD with all of the original World at War weapons. Because when that, that map was ported over to the new games, it was called The Giant. And it was like, they removed all the Nazi imagery and they took all the World War II guns out of it. So there's like an OG version in HD of Dare Eyes that you could download. Um, a lot of cool, like Transit. Remember Transit from Black Ops 2? Yeah. There's a, there's a version of Transit, a fan-made version of Transit that someone made for the game. Um, but it's like what happens after Transit. So a lot of cool, like um lore stuff but uh really really well made maps so that's fun also another game my last game ultra kill what the hell is that this game 
is like Doom, but you're Pathfinder from Apex Legends, mm-hmm. and you slide and jump in the air and fucking punch, dude. It's so fast paced and so insane the combat and stuff that like these these enemies will like shoot these like really big power balls at you. You can punch them and they go flying back at the enemy. Like it's, it's, I can't even describe it. It's so fucking cool. It's like one of the coolest games I've ever seen. And I saw gameplay of it and I was like, I need to try that. So I bought yeah. it. And although it's kind of a little, I don't know if you like feel the same thing as I do with the steam deck, like shooters, first person shooters don't yeah. feel great on no, the I, deck. I, I agree with you. Yeah. So I think I'm going to play it on PC with a uh, with a controller. But yeah, holy shit, it's fast paced. It's fun, uh, gory, violent. The graphics are really cool and different. They're like voxely, almost like su- um, mm. super hot a little yeah. bit. Yeah, uh, it's very cool. And the movement is insane. You slide, you jump, you can ground pound. Uh, it's it's really fucking cool. That sounds slick. So those are the games that I played. And then very quickly, movies. I watched This Place Rules, which is the Channel Five. Uh, Andrew oh, Callahan. How was movie. it? How was it? It was good. Yeah. It was. I gave it a five out of five. Wow. Uh, okay. It's just more of him, right? Of Andrew's style, but it's a feature length. And I honestly, I gave it five stars. Just there's a fucking scene at the end, dude. It sums up everything perfectly. And I'm not. I'm not even gonna say anything. I, that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. Um. I watched it with Steven after everyone left on uh, mm-hmm. on New Year's, and we were just jaws. To the floor like oh my fucking god yeah. we could not believe it uh, i also watched Very metallica cool. some kind of monster it's a documentary about metallica mm. during a really dark period in their career they were making the album uh, saint anger which is mm. arguably their worst album yeah and this kind of shows you why mm. they also chronicled them getting a new bassist which ended up mm. being rob the guy they have now mm. yeah so it was cool to see that but what i did not expect was like seeing how close they were to like breaking up yeah so cool do- cool documentary definitely worth a-, a watch what i don't recommend is on netflix they make it seem like there's an a, a part two in 2014 they like recorded a second documentary a follow-up to some kind of monster so i watched it and all it is it's literally episode one and episode two so i thought it was going to be something like of that quality right it is literally just clips from the first documentary And then clips of them talking about that documentary while advertising their new movie. um, Fuck with Dane DeHaan, the movie that they did the lot. It was a concert. um, Yeah, I know you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, we watched it. It's it's them advertising that movie while talking about the other movie. Mm -hmm. And it's like 20 minutes long. It's such a fucking waste of time. I could not believe it. I gave it like one star on Letterboxd. I was like, fuck that. I, I hate Netflix. Yeah, it's so fucking stupid. Yeah. Um. All right, quickly. I keep saying quickly. I'm sorry, but I did a lot, and I want to recommend all this shit to you. E- I don't know how to pronounce this one. EK Boys or Ike Boys. Um, this is a feature-length film about two kids living in the 90s that love anime, and they get a foreign exchange student from Japan. This girl that comes to... already in. I'm already <laughs> in. <laughs> so she comes to America because she has an obsession with um, Native Americans, Indians. Oh, yeah. Bro, she moves in with one of the guys, the one of the two kids. He's an Indian. Mm. And when she signed up for the program, she thought she was going to be with a Native American, but it's like an Indian family. Oh. Dude, it's good. Okay. Um, but yeah, they're big fans of anime, and they watched this anime movie that was like canceled and like never came out. And 
it's really cheesy. It's very much like Power Rangers. The tape is cursed, if you will. Mm. Um, it gives them powers. And uh, it takes place in 1999, so at the turn of the millennium, mm. and uh, Y2K and all of that. Right. So when they have powers, it goes full on Power Rangers with That's the awesome. suits. And the bad guy suits even look like, you know, the big costumes that they would wear in Power Rangers. It's super cool. I wish they had more budget, but at the same time, I don't because it kind of added to the sure. the vintageness of it. Right. So that was pretty cool. That sounds uh, really cool, actually. Yeah, I think you would like it. You would yeah. like it a lot. It's definitely not for everyone. Uh, I watched Glass Onion, mm. Knives Out. That was great. I liked it better more than the first one. OK, I was going to ask. Yeah, better than the first one. 100 percent yeah i've heard it's um, very what's up christian i've heard it's very um meta yeah it is and they kind of go like the movie like tells a story and then halfway through it goes all the way back to the very beginning and shows you a different perspective mm. um so it's interesting in the way they present it as well so cool i like it though it was good and then finally the last movie i watched was a film called Deadstream. it's a horror mm. film it was directed by and written by the people that wrote for VHS 99, that one skit where they get sucked into like hell mm. and that girl is there in hell with them. And like, they're trying to get back. They're doing like yeah. a seance. Remember that, that right. scene. So the people that actually wrote that it's a couple, uh, a husband and a wife. Yeah. And they also wrote Deadstream, and the husband actually plays the main character in Deadstream. Yeah. The way I would describe this film is Logan Paul goes to a haunted house for a youtube um live stream and very bad things happen and that is exactly what the movie is the character is so fucking unbearable and you can't like he's so unlikable but it's perfect because that's exactly what would happen like it literally is like logan paul like yeah. not looks or anything but just like the way he acts like what's his name in the short that you wrote or you oh yeah yeah Similar, yes. Yeah, he's just a, but he's a full-on YouTube lo like loser uh, yeah. who gets canceled all the time in in his life, and he goes and tries to do this to save his career. And it's a haunted house, and bad things happen. Yeah, I really liked it. I liked it a lot. Speaking of Logan, I think it's Logan Paul. It might be the other one, but there's the whole like him and like the Coffeezilla controversy with his like freaking crypto whatever. Yeah, thing. A zoo. Yeah, I must say, I know this is completely off topic, but Coffeezilla. If you're not watching his stuff, you should because he's very good. Yeah, I got that video recommended to me the first part, and then I actually watched all three parts. He's 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 very good at what he does. Yeah, and him for sure. His whole th thing that he did with Sam Bankman Freed too, and making Sam Bankman Freed like pissed off and annoyed in a Twitter space. It's just, it's it's good. Yeah. All right, last uh, category: TV and anime. So. um I watched this series called Connect. It's on Hulu. Mm. It is by Takashi Miike. He's a famous Japanese uh, director and writer. This was actually a Korean project that he directed. So mm. it's not a Japanese movie. It's a, it's a Korean drama. Um, it's called Connect. And it's a, it's a short little series, an hour long, each episode, six episodes. And it's about a kid who or a guy. He's called a Connect, which I don't want to spoil what that means, but you have to figure it out. And he gets abducted by organ, black market organ uh, thieves or whatever. And they take his eye. Mm. His eye gets put into the body of a serial killer. Mm. And then he can start seeing 
the serial killer committing the crimes. Isn't that also the plot to Itchy the Killer, which he also wrote and directed? I don't know. I don't know. that I've never seen Itchy the Killer. Neither have I, but that sounds eerily similar to the plot of that, or maybe something akin to it. Anyway, continue. Sorry. Maybe. It's possible. I've never seen it. But he he literally has an eye patch and like he has no eye and his like his head will start hurting and he can see what the serial killer is doing mm. and the police don't believe him because it's such a ridiculous story and there's some twists and turns it's very much like death note mm. i i would compare it to death note meets parasite the maxim oh, in the body horror right now body horror and like two different smart people coming at each other to, and outsmarting like, each other each other right yeah 100 100% i like that um it's really good. It would have been an awesome anime series, but it's pretty good in live action. I just think that the special effects are like a little cheesy. Yeah, so. that's all right. Yeah. Uh, well, that sounds good. Uh, real quick before we go to the intro and then our main stuff, I do want to uh, just there's some stuff in the chat here. Specifically, Christian said he saw the whale. He said that shit hurt. I really want to see that. With yeah, Frazier. same. Um, so that's a stage play. I actually read that play um, a little bit ago. Um it's and the actual script like i've only ever read the script is really good so i'm interested to see how it adapts because it's also it's um i think it's uh what's his name oh my god the guy that did mother um directed oh darren aronofsky, darren aronofsky. it is it is yeah i think it's aronofsky and i i think aronofsky's a prick in real life um but i think he gets to be whatever he wants uh, as long as he's not hurting other people because that man has made some films in his career that have spoke to me on deep fucking levels and also have been extremely repugnant <laughs> like mother. Right. Like that. I've never felt, I've never felt more insane than watching that movie. That movie was fucking insane. Yeah. So, well, Christian said he, he watched it and he said he cried in a theater with three other people that he didn't know. I like to hear that. So, Yeah. Also, he said uh, that connect to the show I was talking about. Mm -hmm. The plot is the same as Toy Story 3 when Mr. Potato Head loses his eye and he becomes a tortilla. That's correct. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. That is correct. <laughs> I love that. Oh. All right. I think I have to roll the intro, right? Do you want me to do it? <laughs> Dude, I don't know what I don't know what did it make a bad noise when we swapped scenes. I know, I know, no, no, no. I made the fart noise. Oh, 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 got it. All right, so. speaking of fart noises, how about we talk about some dub, dub sludge? Yeah, I would love to. Um, I'm trying to play sound effects right now. There we go. Um, <laughs> it's not what I wanted to play, but we'll uh, we'll take it. So, listen, ladies and gentlemen, 
This episode of Hapticast was sponsored by Dubby, Dubby Energy. If you don't know what that is, go check it out at w.gg. Dubby was formulated to give you focus and energy with no jitters or crashes. Formerly contains vitamins, amino acids, and nootropics, including the patented Neurofactor. There's no calories, there's no sugar, no artificial colors, no fillers, none of the bad stuff, but all of the good stuff. Keep going. Your current energy drink may cost anywhere my, from two to three. My headset's about can. to die, so keep oh, going. No. Uh, your current energy drink may cost anywhere from two to three dollars per can, but Dubby costs one dollar per drink. Listen, if you find it hard to work or study, use code SLICK to save on Dubby. That's right, S L I C K. Use code SLICK and you'll save ten percent on your order over at W.GG. Save ten percent, buy some stuff, get your dub on. Christian said, "I'm about to restock on my Dubby baby. I just ran out somehow after my first purchase." they have so many flavors to choose from now. That's correct. Why don't I look real quick? Um, let's see what they got going on. Let's go to W.GG. I'm getting emails about all their new flavors. All right. So they got Dragonade. All right. We're good. They got Dub Sludge, my favorite. They have Push and Punch. I think that's a new one. That sounds nefarious. Let's see what else they got. Looks like their prices went up a little bit, Josh. I'm not, not excited about that. We might have to uh, contact John W. And, and ask why the prices went up so high. Um, Passion Joy Tea Energy Drink uh, Tub, 40 bucks. Beach and Peach Energy Drink Tub. Galaxy Grenade Energy Drink Tub. So they do have, I think, five flavors now. So Cool. Go check it out, W.GG. Uh, also, I said they're expensive, but if you use code SLICK, you save 10% That's on that right. order. So. No better time than the present. No better time. So definitely do that. Unless they pop an advertisement up while you're shopping that gives you more than, uh, no, than don't what we are that. giving you. Don't use, don't use that code because this code helps us. And that code is slick. Uh, also, if you enter their newsletter, you join their newsletter, you'll get a free 400 milliliter mint shaker bottle. I so saw that. Definitely go check that out. All right. Let's let's move on. All right. Let's get the show on the road. We played our intro. We did our ad. Uh, Josh, there's some news. There's some gaming news that we got to talk about. And usually we would do video game releases. Right. We bragged. We talked about how this year, 2023, is going to be the biggest year in gaming in terms of game releases. But we're here to tell you right now, folks, in the next week or two, this whole month, basically, there's like nothing coming out. Right. So strap your seatbelts in, you know, just get ready for the long haul. This month, there's not much going on. Finish what you have to now because we're fast approaching Dead Space remake. Yeah, once you once we hit February, <clears throat> full steam ahead, dude. That's it. Yeah. So, no video game releases to talk about. There was like one game I didn't feel like talking about it, so we didn't. Nothing of it. consequence. Right. However, if you're a fan of Avatar, the game or the movie, there's a game coming from Ubisoft. Let's hop into the Abysmal Chronicles, Josh. This I put in the Abysmal Chronicles because I know that you and I are not huge fans of Avatar and how much I'm not, it gets sucked off. I'm not a fan of Avatar, period. Full stop. And the price. Do you want to take this story or do you want me to take this story? You can take it. It's fine. I'll do the slicks. Let's okay. Yeah. You leave the Abysmal to me? Yeah, you do the Abysmal. I'll do the slicks. Okay. So in the Abysmal Chronicles, the first story we have for you is details about Ubisoft's upcoming Avatar game have leaked. Mm. So a new leakers in town, ladies and gentlemen, it isn't the snitch. It's at Hickton's 
It's his name is basically the snitch backwards. You're you're but freaking speaking in tongues over there. I was gonna hit the censor button, but my thing's not. Um, he doesn't. He's not the snitch, but his name is the snitch backwards. Um, he has a good track record so far. He's being backed by Jez Corden, who is of Windows Central and the Xbox Two podcast. Mm-hmm. So he has he has some credentials here. And he has shared some new information about Ubisoft's upcoming Avatar game. A- obviously, Avatar Way of the Water just came out in theaters and is making billions of dollars. Right. And Christian can't see it in theaters on a Monday. What? That's what he said. Oh, it was sold out. Wow. So it's still sold out on a Monday. That's insane. Um, so here's some of the things that the leaker said about the new Avatar video game that's going to be coming out. So apparently the shooting mechanics feel very nice. So you can, there's guns. Uh, in this game's combat, you'll use the creatures of Pandora to help you both in land and in flight. You can tame the creatures. The game is open world, which is not a shocker considering it's Ubisoft. Oh, no. There are no traditional quest markers, however. Instead of leading you straight to the objective, it leads you to a small area in which you'll need to explore to find out what you need. Quests are more like go here and are less like go here and do this and more like, hey, figure it out. Figure it out on your own. Uh, You can loot stuff and crafting is in the game. As it is is expected of most Ubisoft games, it's going to look fantastic. Although this leaker has seen bugs too. Hopefully they don't make it into the final product, which I, I mean, we're far along. We're not too far along here, so they probably will be fixed. And the last two things are the world changes after doing some activities throughout the game. You'll notice after returning to previously visited areas. I imagine this is like, uh, I haven't seen the Avatar franchise, but if you go to Disney World, Avatar Pandora Pandora looks very different at night than it does during the day. So I assume that is what that means. And then there's a dynamic weather cycle. Creatures won't fly in stormy weather, for example, and characters will react to the weather as well. I'm going to tell you all you need to know about this game. And that's, I agree with Christian, and he says, I don't want to play this game unless I can fuck a tree with my hair. And, well, I don't, awesome. I don't even want to play this game if that is in there. Right. But, but I will tell you one thing that I found interesting in all this, is that the lack of quest markers sounds like Elden Ring is already beginning to make its influence known inside of open world games. So, Which yeah, we'll talk about sure. in a minute. For sure. It, it kind of reminds me of... Uh... Elden Ring and like a Monster Hunter in a way where Monster Hunter didn't necessarily like put a marker. It had the fireflies that led you to the location. Right. Um, And then you kind of had to figure out what to do once you were in that location. So, yeah, I mean, if you're excited about Avatar, cool. This is good news for you. Otherwise, it's another game that's going to come out and try to find an audience like Hogwarts Legacy. So, wow. I would argue that Avatar is way more relevant of a franchise right now, but it depends when this comes out. Depends when this comes out. I've just never like seen people that are like I'm a huge Avatar fan. Yeah, but you, the thing is, there's not people like that. It's right. a, it's it's the general audience, right? It's right. the normal audience. That's why the franchise is so big, and Christian can't yeah, but, go to see it on a Monday is because the normies are, are going in mass to see it. Yeah, but are those normies going to buy the game? Oh, probably not. So I yeah, you know what? You're right. I don't know, man. Hogwarts Legacy's Normie- plot was leaked. Ooh, nice. We have to talk about that. Normies don't buy things, dude. They'll go to the movies. That's it. Yeah. Okay. So, whatever. We'll see. Um, I'll tell you what the <clears throat> plot of Hogwarts Legacy is right now. Doesn't matter. Game sucks. 
All right. Uh, next story. Two gaming insiders claim that Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom might be the last huge game for the Nintendo Switch. We have to talk about what Christian just put in the chat. What? I'm so sorry. We have to talk about this. We have to, Go ahead. We have to pivot quickly. He okay. says, apparently... We are in the Abysmal Chronicles, so yeah. it's... This is Abysmal. He says, apparently, you're literally quelling a goblin rebellion after being mistreated like lower-class citizens. Now, if you remember, the goblins... <laughs> the goblins are basically uh, considered um, caricatures of Jewish people in... I mean, they're people with big noses that run banks in Harry Potter. So... I don't even know if you want to go more into it, but that's abysmal. If so, that's really bad. So you are basically spearheading or rebelling against Jewish people. Are you fucking kidding me? Now, listen, I'm not going to judge it too harshly. It's not out yet. You know, who knows? Who knows what the context is? Um... But gut check, that is not awesome, dude. I can't believe it. They literally doubled down on the anti-Semitic shit from the movies. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe that. And the game didn't have Quidditch in it. That's right. So. So. That's a Honestly, that's fucking awesome, dude. <laughs> the antithesis of that but yes i understand good for them dude they're slick oh no i do not agree i do not agree no I'm, I'm just listen they're slick dude because no no fucking game would get away with that except harry potter dude oh yeah i mean well whatever we don't need to get into it more i don't really i don't i i, I don't really care that much about it I, I truly don't so well i don't care about the game at all i just I cannot believe that that's the plot of the video game that no one's going to buy anyway. And then you're doing that. Yeah, more people are not going to buy it. Well, you're liberating them, dude. So it's okay. No, no, you're not. He says you're quelling a goblin rebellion. You are quelling. Oh, a goblin rebellion. You are quelling a rebellion of Jewish people against a system. They beholdens them to freaking caricatures. More like the uh, you know, uh, Tri-Wizard Cup. More like the Third Reich Cup, dude. Uh, <laughs> I don't like it. Uh, yeah, Christian, send us that uh, that in, in our in our in our chat offline because I, I I'm interested to uh, do some research on that. Uh, and maybe I have to make, tell... maybe it'll make it into the Abysmal Chronicles next week. Yeah, you should tell your I... Jewish fiance that. Yeah, I have to tell Jess and see what she says because she's a fucking huge Harry Potter fan. Um, actually, Jess. I got it, Christian. So, Jess, there's there's a Harry Potter video game coming out. And apparently the plot, which we didn't know what the like the plot was, but the plot of the game is that you're literally quelling a goblin rebellion after being mistreated like lower class citizens. You know what the goblins are in Harry Potter, right? And we're quelling a goblin rebellion after 
being mistreated like lower class citizens. I'm reading what Christian wrote, and it says, you are quelling a goblin rebellion after you, well, after being mistreated like lower class citizens. Does this sound like, does this sound like the Third Reich to you, or? You are quelling a rebellion of Jewish people against. You are quelling a rebellion against, of of Jewish people. Or of goblins. Because that's what they are. They're They're it's anti-Semitic. The goblins are very heavily anti-Semitic and stuff. In hot they own a bank. Yeah. And their noses are big. It's very anti-Semitic. See how you can put two and two together? Well, I'm not buying this video game, so it's oh it's God. canceled in this household. She Oh, all right. We need to move on. Yeah, we gotta move on. You can leave. That's it. You you I you're not on the side I thought you were gonna be on. She's for it, dude. Oh no. All right, I, I'll finish reading this later Stupid. because that's bad. I also feel like we're missing information. So. Jess said we're missing information here, so we can't talk about it. Uh, we're not missing any information. All right, let's move on. Yeah. So as I was saying before, two gaming insiders have claimed that Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom might actually be the last huge game for the Nintendo Switch. Good. Bye-bye. So in Digital Foundry's latest podcast, I know you're a big fan of Digital Foundry. I am. They mentioned that the Switch Pro was a, a video game console that was actually in the works until Nintendo canceled the entire project, and they could be uh, that could have been to avoid taking the risk of releasing another console failure, since they had previously done so with the GameCube and the Wii U. Mm. Uh, I want to point out here that I've seen rumors that the Switch Pro was canceled because of shortages in chips, and they weren't able to get the chips that they needed. Uh, so Andy Robinson of VGC responded to this claim from uh, Digital Foundry and said, quote, from what I'm hearing, I wouldn't be surprised if Nintendo starts talking about new hardware by 2024. I'm not convinced another huge first party game other than Zelda is left on Switch. Right. Usual Nintendo prediction caveats do apply. Sure. Unquote. And then Christopher Dring of VideoGame.biz chimed in as well and said, there will be a good... Oh, so there, I had to put some context in here because he's speaking about something else. So he said, there will be a good reason why they didn't delay Pokemon Legends Arceus to Christmas 2022 and Pokemon Scarlet and Violet to Christmas 2023. But what if I... But if what I hear is true about Nintendo's post-Zelda lineup, there isn't one. Those games, being Pokemon, could play a key role next year. Uh, when asked to clarify if this meant all Nintendo games in development or for next-gen hardware, he replied, no, I didn't mean literally nothing. I have heard that after Zelda, Nintendo doesn't have a significant game for quite some time. What do you think, Josh? I mean, listen, it makes sense, right? You start the Switch and you end the Switch with Zelda, but more importantly, I mean, especially if they have a canceled SKU or you know, interstitial or whatever it is with the Switch Pro, it makes total sense. I mean, the Switch is what? Nine? Eight? Nine years old? Ten years old? It's been a decade? It's been a decade, hasn't it? 2013, right, is when the Switch came out? Yeah, uh, 2017. 2017? Oh, okay. Really? Yeah. Huh. Well, regardless, the Switch is a... 2013, we graduated uh, high school. You're right. Um, the Switch is an underpowered piece of shit. 
Um, I refuse to play anything on it anymore. I'm not buying anything for it. They look like shit. They run like shit. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm done. Okay, I disagree. But I, ha- okay. I have a, I have a Switch, and it's called the Steam Deck. So, um, and to my point on Twitter earlier, there's no what's what is the incentive to me to buy or play games on the Switch? There's no ecosystem. There's no achievements. There's no meta game. There's no there's nothing. There's nothing. Yeah, Nintendo has some work to do. There's nothing. Yeah. There's nothing interesting or enticing about that ecosystem where games run like shit and look like shit. They sit on properties, too, and do nothing with them. And then not only that, but they will sit on fully finished games like the Metroid Prime Trilogy, which is apparently done and waiting to be released. Right. And it's a shame because Nintendo is, I would say arguably, but in my opinion, the strongest creator of video game software on the planet. And that's coming from somebody that's not even a huge Mario and these other properties fans. But you cannot deny the sheer perfection, nearly, of their IP. Definitely the most hits of any studio. Yeah, you just can't. And even with Pokemon, for all of its issues recently, is still, you know, it's Pokemon. It's the largest video, it's the, sorry, it's the largest media franchise on the face of the planet. Right. So, it makes sense because guess what? I mean, Nintendo is always not really competing Right, they're always kind of in their own bubble, but they're really not competing right now. And just like the Switch killed other handhelds like the Vita and other things coming out, right? The Steam Deck is killing <laughs> effectively their their share of the market because I have a device that is four thousand times more powerful that can run anything. So right. I'll just torrent your game. I just will. Because I'm not giving you money. Sorry. Sorry. Right. I'm done. Well, I like I I 2023 is the year of companies can kiss my asshole. So Christopher so. Dring mentioned that he thinks that Legends Arceus should have been delayed to this Christmas that just passed and that Scarlet and Violet should have been delayed to Christmas of 2023. Scarlet and Violet should have um, been canceled. He he also thinks that Pokémon is going to play a big role in the post uh Tears of the Kingdom Nintendo plan. So if that's true, and we get Tears of the Kingdom, and then all we get is Pokemon. That's pretty bad. I mean, you would think that that makes sense, right? I mean, you're not getting another Mario game for a little bit, like a mainline Mario game. You know what I mean? I heard a new one's in development, but yeah, uh, we're yeah, not going to get it. It's not going to be anytime soon. Pokemon hits every year, I guess twice a year now, depending, right? Yeah. So that makes sense Metroid to me. Prom- yeah, Metroid Prime 4. Uh, that game's not coming out for 17,000 years. <laughs> It was just re- it was just restarted basically, like a right. year or two ago. Right. Don't expect to see any other. I mean, I agree. I wouldn't expect to see any other main big Nintendo games after Tears of the Kingdom before like twenty twenty six or seven. Right. Which hopefully they have their next console out by then. Which you would, would imagine so. Which would be interesting to see if they continue with a hybrid, you know, console like the Switch, which I think they probably should. Um. Or if they go back to a more traditional, you know, home thing. Or if they have two different ones, which they've never really done before. So, Right. Okay. That's all I got in the Abysmal Chronicles. Let's move on to some slick stories, some good news here. Yes, let's. Also, Christian, no need to apologize. I'm glad you brought that up. I, I'm going to do some research on that. The uh, Harry Potter thing. Yeah. All right. Brett, Elden Ring has surpassed The Last of Us Part 2 as the most awarded Game of the Year recipient. This comes fucking crazy via Games Radar. 
So Elden Ring has surpassed The Last of Us Part 2's total Game of the Year awards. That's according to dedicated Risa era researchers who have compiled Elden Ring's total Game of the Year awards and deduced that From Software's latest, latest currently sits at a staggering 324 Game of the Year awards across various outlets. This officially beats The Last of Us Part 2 awards, which comes in just behind it at 322 when that came out in 2020. Interesting. Wild. Yeah, interesting. I mean, regardless, those are both staggering numbers. Uh, right. Interestingly enough, The Last of Us Part Two took home more Reader's Choice Awards around two years ago with 108 awards bagged from audiences. Media Outlet Game of the Year awards totaled 195 for Naughty Dog's sequel, though ultimately pulling it well below Elden Ring in that category at least. Elden Ring looks to have absolutely dominated Game of the Year award voting around the world for 2022, leaving God of War Ragnarok in the dust at 74 total awards. The Last of Us 2 performed a similar feat a few years ago with Supergiant's Hades in second place with 64 Game of the Year awards. Very similar case. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's to note that this is, it doesn't really matter, but this is really staggering because that title really, thank you, Christian, that title um, does, I think, sell copies. Um, and I do think when the MPD numbers come out for December, you're going to see Elden Ring was still charting, but it was falling pretty significantly because um, it's been it was in the top five or ten since it released. <laughs> and there was yeah. six or seven months there where it was number one um, for sales. I think you will see a huge boon from its Game of the Year award win and all of the Game of the Year award titles. Pretty sure IGN and like other major outlets gave it those push those push copies. Um, oh, yeah. So it's going to be huge for that game. And I also just want to say, yeah. I also, too, just want to say that that's awesome because Elden Ring is not a mainstream accessible game, right? Like The right. Last of Us Part 2 is. And I, listen, The Last of Us Part 2 is, was our game of the year. I fucking love that game. No, yeah. no question about it. Um, but it's cool to see Elden Ring, a game that does so many non-game-like things, be so popular. Um, and I think that's yeah. good for the industry, so... I would agree. It's 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 interesting to see a, a franchise or a game style like the Dark Souls franchise, you know, grow into something that is now like a household name, if you will. Right. Yeah. I feel like we were there not from the very beginning, but we were there from from, you know, pretty early on. And and now this fucking Elden Ring game is gigantic. So it feels cool, although it wasn't our pick for game of the year. But, yeah. um, you know, it is what it is. Well. Yeah, I mean, listen, we still said... We said it was probably going to win Game of the Year. Yeah. You know. I'm not saying we were wrong. It just wasn't no, our pick. We were right. We're always right. Um, never wrong. Ever. Not possible. Um, and right. yes, Christian Abbey is great in The Last of Us Part 2. I won't read what you said because that word's banned from the platform. One of the platforms we're currently streaming on. Oh, is it? Yeah. You're not allowed to say it. Um, Wait, I can't say... No. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right <laughs> moving on um so this is this is breaking this just happened um hitman 3 is changing its name and making its dlc free for all this comes via games radar um again even though we have all of this but it's still cool uh so listen to this hitman 3 is changing its name nearly two years after it first launched brett um at first you might think that's a bad thing but i actually think this is genius uh earlier today uh so january 3rd when we're live streaming and recording this developer io interactive announced via a new blog post that hitman 3 would be ditching its entire name 
Starting on January 26th, which is just after the sequel's second anniversary, Hitman 3 will simply be called Hitman World of Assassination going forward. So after this date, Hitman World of Assassination will be the only way to play the third game in the series to all newcomers. This is basically IO Interactive's attempt to streamline the entire saga, as a blog post notes, bringing everything under one new roof. To this end, all Hitman World of Assassination owners will have the exact same content. This basically means content from Hitman 1 and Hitman 2, which was previously available for Hitman 3 players, willing to shell out a little extra, is all going entirely free in the retitled game. So this means, Brett, that you will have 21 total destinations from across the Hitman trilogy, which will all be immediately available in Hitman World of Assassination to both new and veteran players. However, you'll need to purchase the Hitman World of Assassination Deluxe Pack to gain access to the DLC maps from Hitman 1 and 2. The so it's DLC, the base game. Right, it's the base game. This includes Haven Island and New York, both of which were DLC for Hitman 2, as well as the Seven Deadly Sins contracts, which were DLC for Hitman 3. All the base Hitman trilogy content is being bundled together into one package, while also the DLC from the three, blah, 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 similar, blah, 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 blah. you can get all the DLC. The DLC is being bundled together right, too. Right. What do you think about so, this? So this is really cool. It's interesting because the way they've kind of handled this since Hitman 2 has been very similar. In Hitman 2, you were able to play all of the levels from Hitman 1 if you bought this DLC right. uh, for the game. And then when Hitman 3 came out, you were able to play all of the levels from Hitman 1 and 2 in the Hitman 3 engine with the Hitman 3 graphics, right? So they've always been very cool about that, this backwards compatibility with these levels. Uh, but now they're literally making it free for everyone and they're changing the name from Hitman 3 to just one name. What is it? Hitman Assassination? Hitman World of Assassination. It's literally a a world of all of the Hitman levels from all three of the games. Right. Um, it's it's becoming like a platform rather than right. a, a third game in an, in an entry, right? So this is something I wish so many games would have done back in the day. I wish, you know, Call of Duty games would have done this. I wish Halo games would have done this where they would put all of the content from all of the old entries into the most recent entry. Wouldn't it be awesome if in Modern Warfare 3, you could play all of the original Modern Warfare maps, every mm -hmm. map? Like, Why would you retire those when you could keep them in? Uh, and that's kind of how IO Interactive has handled the Hitman franchise is we created these things. Let's not strand it on this, on this first game. Let's bring it over to the new engine. Yeah. Why wouldn't you do that? I think it's a genius idea. Yeah. Um, also of note, and I might be getting this wrong, but they are independent now, correct? Who were they owned by before Square? I think they were owned by Square Enix before, and I believe they're independent now. Um, you could be right. When they got the, um, cause they're making a, um, James Bond game when they got the James Bond license. Right. I might be wrong on that, but regardless, um, I think it's good. <clears throat> um, I think it makes a lot yeah. of sense. I think you're absolutely right. I'd rather, you know, I'd rather it all be one place and they've already been doing this right every time they release a game so who knows when the next game comes maybe they'll get looped into this too right and you'll be like, right you'll be able to play hitman 4 in hitman world of assassination i don't i don't think there's going to be a hitman 4 i think that's their plan here oh, is that this you're, is you're probably their, right yeah right <clears throat> this is their platform and what they're going to do is they're just going to release more levels for this mm -hmm. and that could hurt them in the long run because this game could eventually get stale <clears throat> um but i think that they have a couple of years ahead of them and i think that they uh you know they can make it work yeah, this is something that sports games could really do well with—a uh, platform rather than a game. Don't get me started. Just saying. Don't get me started on it. So. Yeah, knives out. Get knives out. Knives out game coming to Hitman World of Assassination. You heard it here first. There you go. All right, Brett. 
Let's, uh... Persona 3 Remake is rumored to be in development using the Persona 5 engine. This is coming from Twisted Voxel, Brent. So, a Persona 3 Remake is rumored to be in development at Atlas, and it is said to be running on the same engine used for Persona 5. This is actually a report <clears throat> from three months ago. Correct. It's very important that we talk about this, because at the time, it was a rumor. But now today, or yesterday, an update has been posted. Right. So... So the original rumor comes from Reset Era user, I'm not going to say. Lowly, low, lie, low. Yeah. Who correctly leaked the news regarding Atlas bringing Persona to Xbox Game Pass last year. According to this person, this project is independent of the Persona 3 Portable's remaster, which is something else that's been talked about. The Persona 3 yeah. remake will be like Persona 5e in terms of both visuals and quality of life features. And both games are said to share the same graphics engine. <clears throat> any note there um i don't think it was supposed to be persona 5e i think it was, I think supposed, it was supposed to be persona 5 royal oh, yeah royal. i don't know why p5 typo yeah so now brett new today the time of record well yesterday i think but today at the time of recording this yep xbox and xbox insider on reset era doubled it down on the persona 3 remake mentioning cut content from persona 3 portable so yep. the same Reset Era user has since taken to the form again, now three months later, Brett. And this time they doubled down on the P3 remake being real. They also confirmed that the remake will be similar to Persona 5 and will have certain content from Persona 3 Portable removed. I'll give you a quote, and then we need to talk about this. Yeah. Uh, quote, P3R is like Persona 5, both graphically and with quality of life stuff related. And the content, or lack there of it, might not leave all fans happy, so they still have P3P, end quote. So, do you know off the top of your head the difference between Persona 3 and Persona 3 Portable? Yeah. Explain. Okay. For the, for so, the Persona 3 Portable is a <clears throat> portable version of the game made for the PSP. It has a lot of, uh, a lot of, like, problems with it and when i say problems i mean like they couldn't get certain functions of the game to run on the psp so they switched some of the the way the game worked so there's like um cutscenes and like like uh visual novel stuff rather than anime cutscenes that are in persona 3 uh so the presentation itself is different there's also a uh female protagonist introduced in persona 3 portable that is not in persona 3 or persona 3 fes which was the ps3 and it's basically the golden of persona 3 right um, but i believe persona 3 fes has extra content like an additional ending like the true ending of the game and shit like that so there are some pretty big differences between persona 3 portable and persona 3 um, I've always said that a definitive edition of the game would be ideally a combination of both. Right. This sounds like they're taking stuff out of Persona 3 Portable. And fans aren't going to be happy about that. Right. Oh, I mean, so. really just true to life for the original game, but updated. Right. Or in the well, Persona 5 engine. Right. Um, yeah, I think there's stuff to like about this, and I think there's, I guess, definitely stuff to not like about this. Now, I must admit, Persona 3 is a blind spot in my Persona knowledge. Uh, I really only played Golden Same. and Persona 5 and Persona 5 Royal. Um, I did play a little bit of Persona 3. I'm, I mean, when I say a little bit, I mean probably 20 hours on my Vita, but I just not, I'm not a fan of the Tartarus system. 
um, compared to the RNG dungeons of the other games. Um, but I think bringing this to modern consoles is a really good idea, and I really want to play it. But if I do see that there is really good content missing here, I can also easily play it on my Steam Deck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, yeah. And so. you can also play the Persona 3 Portable version that's being remastered and released this right, month, right? Right, right. So. Which the visual novel stuff doesn't bother me. You know what I mean? Which is right. what Persona 4 Golden is for the most part. There's some anime videos you know in right. it, but for the most part it's visual novel persona 5 is really i feel like the first one that really doubled down on the anime cutscenes, right the most so when we we talked about this and i at first before the rumor came out about it being in persona 5's engine my first thought was oh they're gonna remake persona 3 in a new engine that they're gonna make persona 6 in right this is gonna be the persona 3 remake is going to be the catherine to persona Correct. 6 being they're testing out this new engine. They're releasing a little game that's not as dense. Although Persona 3 might be pretty dense. Yeah. Um, but you know what I mean? Not as Something that they didn't have to right. make from the ground up. It was already kind of there. Uh, but that doesn't seem to be the case. It's being made in the same engine. And right. that is interesting to me because that just means they're doubling down on Persona 3. Because Persona 4 is where the franchise really took off. Persona 5 obviously continued that. And they have kind of, Atlas, have really... Given the limelight to Persona 4, Persona 5, and Persona 3. Mm -hmm. Persona 1 and 2 both do not really get love from Atlas unless it's like their anniversary. Uh, but even then, not much. So I think what they're doing here is they're doubling down on Persona 3. They're going to make a version of it that is definitive uh, so that more, you know, more fans have access to it. And they're doing that through this remaster of the uh, portable game and also through a remake. So I don't know. We'll see what happens, man. How do you feel about it? I want it. You want to get it? I do. I do. I always want more Persona. I want to. I really do want to play Persona Three. And I feel like now, I played Persona Three right after playing Persona Four Golden. Right. My knowledge, really, of hardcore JRPGs started with Persona Four Golden. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I was ready. Persona Three is almost hard, more hardcore than Persona Four was. I don't know if I was ready at that point in my life to right. really give it a go. Yeah, and the Tartarus system, if I remember correctly, is very similar to Mementos in it, Persona 5. 100% is that. So you might Basically. you might love Persona 3. So I, now <laughs> I'm thinking if I go back, I'll like it yeah. a lot. So I want a good version of it. But if there's I, – I find the the – aspect of there being a female protagonist very interesting in a persona game i would like to play mm -hmm. it that way um so we'll see i mean we'll see once it's not rumors anymore you know even though i think this is yeah. a pretty safe bet what is actually going on there but i do really want to play it um and continuing with that brett we were texting a little bit the other day right and i made a, i made a bold prediction to you I don't like this prediction at all, and I don't think it's true. I, Go ahead. I, I love this prediction. You don't like this prediction? You're saying you wouldn't I, absolutely lose your mind if this was the case? I, I would love it, but I don't. I can't see this being a reality. So last year, Persona did their 25th. They had their 25th anniversary, right? They had all these announcements all year, and we were thinking the last announcement is going to be Persona 6. It wasn't. So to me, I'm thinking, hmm, this game has been in development for a long time. This game was actually in development before they even did Persona 5, if you remember that whole thing where they shifted gears to do Persona 5 because 
uh, to go back to Japan mainly for Persona 5 because of everything that was happening with the uh, like the typhoons and all that like terrible stuff going on. So they shifted for Persona 5 to go back to Japan, but Persona 5 originally was supposed to be global, right? You're going around the world. And they said they're going to go back to that for Persona 6. So this game has potentially been in development for not only as long as Persona 5's been out, right? Or after Persona 5's been out, but even prior to that. Okay. I don't think it's going to be on a different engine. I think it's going to be the same engine that Persona 5 is. Okay. And I think it's that's gonna... that's assuming that Persona 3 hasn't been in development. Unless they have two teams. They have multiple teams. Okay. Yeah, they have multiple teams. This is probably being made, being done by the team that did fucking uh, Strikers or something. I don't know. Um, I think Persona 6 is going to be announced very soon at a state of play, PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Damn, be- I would say Xbox, but okay. No, PlayStation. Okay. Uh, it's going to be fucking massive. It's going to be huge. They're going to announce it, and it's coming out this year simultaneously around the world. You're fucking and high. And if it's not this year, it'll be like February, early next year. Oh, brother, this guy stinks! You can mark my words, brother. Get him out. Dude. All right, let's see. All right, first you know, of all, you, who was right about God of War? Okay? It was me. All right? This is far-fetched, and you're not using your brain here. I am using my brain. Persona 5 was announced, and it didn't come out for years. Yeah, but it's not the same. We're not living in the same world. As you think they're just going to... It's coming out in a month. No, not a month. I think we're going to get a state of play before March, at least. And it's going to be massive because PlayStation's been quiet. Um, I guess it could be in an Xbox show, but the history is there with PlayStation. Or may- they could even do their own event before that. Whatever. Right. And then it's Here's coming what we're out doing. this year or early next year. I- I'm going to give my take. I don't know. Here we go. Xbox's January conference. We're getting the first teaser. Absolutely not. You're not going to see it at Xbox first. Why? It's on Game Pass. All their games are on Game Pass now. Now they, they are. Have a group, they have a great relationship with Xbox now. Now they do. But yeah. the history is PlayStation. All right. Well, regardless, it's going to be announced early this year. And it's coming out later this year or like, early next year. You don't year. like my prediction? I don't like Xbox. <laughs> so. Too bad. Game Pass. It's coming to Game Pass day one. I'm getting ready. Actually, Pass. Xbox is buying Atlas. No, they're not. No, they're not. They're not. I'm Xbox just... isn't touching anything right now. Sega owns Atlas, don't they? Yeah. Or they publish for Atlas. Um, one of the two. I don't know if they own. Yeah, you might be right. They might just be the publishing arm. Xbox yeah. isn't buying anything right now because they got their fucking their tail between their leg with the FTC right now. So, which, by the way, not related, but I, I do not want to. That that is going to dominate this entire year of video games is the fucking F, the FTC suing Xbox. Anyway, well. Persona Three remake. It's coming. Um, let us know what you think in the comments, uh, and make sure you're subscribed uh, for Persona content because we'll do it because we love Persona. So. That's it, Brett. It's all ogre. A little bit of a longer episode to welcome in the bring in the new year. I uh, I am hungry. You're hungry. Yeah, I want to die. <laughs> um, your, you and your broken toe. Yeah, yeah, it hurts, dude. We have to um, let's plan something for the hundredth episode. Okay. And uh, how about this? I'll drop a little teaser. Where on Twitter? Right now. I want everyone to call this phone number. I'm not going to explain it. I'm not going to say what it is. I have a phone number. I want everyone to call it. It's on Twitter so you know right where now? this? Uh, not yet. We're the Slick Boys, right? 
and we have a, a little cult called the, the the cult of slick the cult of slick and we may or may not have uh picked up a phone number that you can call and it may be used for something so i want everyone to give a call to the phone number 904 true cult that's 904 t r u c u l t true cult uh, i'll put it on our twitter right now let me get a little gif here What do you got to say about that? Are you excited for that? I what am, does that mean, Josh? I, what does it mean? I want people to call it and find out. Okay. And that's that's all I'm going to say. And if if you if you leave something meaningful there, you might end up here. You so, might end up in the big leagues. So that's all I'll say. Yeah. So nine oh four. One more time. Let me read it. Nine zero four. True Colt. T-R-U, Colt. Got it. So do that. Call that number. Uh, and, you know, our operators will be standing by. That's all I'll say. You might end up on the 100th episode of Hapticast. T-R-U, right? Yeah. T-R-U-C-U-L-T. What if we did it T-R-U-C-L-I-T? True clit. Mm-hmm. It's a good one, dude. That's right. All right, Brett. Okay. Well, um, thanks everyone for watching. Josh, thanks for doing uh, another episode. And, um, you know, make sure you're subscribed because you never know what's going to happen. No, things I don't know what that means. I don't know but what's th- going on. You definitely on. want to be subscribed for episode 100. Um, and you definitely we don't know what it is. Go ahead and give that number a call. So who cares what yeah. it is? It's a, it's 100 episodes. It's, it's actually not really 100 episodes. It's actually probably like 300 episodes. I don't know. There's a lot of lost episodes of Hapticast that yeah. we were past this point we're close to this point almost two times before so <laughs> so you know we yeah we definitely have we've definitely gone far far beyond yeah. this point do you think i have a quick question for you and i know we're, we're we're going late here and you're hungry and your toes broken but um you know there's the saying where you need to do something for ten thousand hours to be an expert at it right yeah have we podcasted for ten thousand hours in our life do you think <sighs> No, I was trying to think about this earlier. Today. We're not experts either. We're, we're pretty good, but we're not experts. Oh, no, but... no, 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 no. But I mean, just I'm just saying in general, that's like the saying, right? Like you need to do something right. for 10,000 hours to truly be able to do it well. Right. I, I don't know. I don't know about 10,000, but, you know, I'll say this. Halfway uh, there, maybe. Maybe. The Portland Pickles just tweeted out no. feeling problematic. I'm just going to say that's how I feel. So. All right. Well, make sure you subscribe if you also feel problematic. And with that, Brett, that's it. Goodbye, everybody. Is that the uh, sad walking away song from the Hulk? Maybe.